Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters, your go-to spiritual development podcast. I'm your host Hannah McIntyre and I am so excited to have you here. Join me and other great guests as we explore what it means to be a medium, the work that we need to do and the questions that we need to ask for our own development and unfoldment. I'm so happy that you're here. Let's begin. Just to let you all know that my book, You Are a Medium, You Just Don't Know It Yet, is available to purchase on Amazon or via my website, www.hannamedium.co.uk. I am incredibly proud to be able to say that it is already an Amazon bestseller and I'm so grateful to all of you for your reviews, comments and feedback. Um, If you haven't already, please do check it out. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at Burrow.com ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters with me, Hannah McIntyre. Season 2, Episode 23, The Basics. Thursday just gone. I did a demonstration to my biggest audience yet. It was brilliant. It was so much fun. They were a great, great audience. But particularly what I enjoyed was at the end of the session when I opened up to questions from the audience and they gave me the best set of questions, you know, people were really getting involved in it, really thinking about what I was saying and I could have just stayed with them way in way into the early hours um if the bar wasn't closing but it was really really good and it got me thinking about things that we things that i perhaps take for granted or think that i've covered in the podcast but perhaps haven't and i thought what i'd do today is just do a here's things that i think you need to know if you are starting your spiritual journey or if you are just interested in the spirit world and connecting to somebody that you love, you want to feel them around you. 
So the most important thing to understand to start this off is always that spirit are here. They haven't gone off to some other place. We're not calling them in. So there's a lot of sort of opening of doorways stuff that you hear banded about. And of course, let's talk about heaven. We all think about heaven being a separate place off somewhere else. So when we want to communicate with our loved ones in the spirit world or our spirit guides, it's like we are bothering them. We're calling them in. They're over the other side having a great time fishing on a lake with Jesus. I don't know, doing something. And we're in there going, cooey, hello, are you around? I really want to hear from you and almost disturbing them in some way. But we need to understand that the spirit world is multifaceted, multidimensional. We spirit are multifaceted, multidimensional. We are too. And so your loved ones will be having that experience of whatever they experience in heaven while simultaneously being able to be beside you. It's not either or. And I know I said that recently, but I just wanted to say it again. So you're not calling them in from somewhere else. You're not lassoing them through a doorway. Uh, They're just here. And Honestly, that's what spirits show me all the time. There is no separation. The separation is a human idea. They're here. They're in spirit. They don't see it, I don't believe, quite the same way we do. Um, Whenever I ask about that, I always see that scene in The Matrix where Neo can suddenly see the code. (laughs) I don't know what they really see, but I know it's different to what we see in this physical space because we are all creating our own projections here. So your experience on earth is a reflection of what you yourself are projecting. It's fascinating. Anyway, this is the basics. I'm not going to go too far into that, but they're all here. They're all around us. Now, when we lose somebody that we love, I think we all have this idea that it's going to be a bigger presence, that it's going to be stronger or clearer or more physical in some way. And what we need to remember is that the spirit world have left their physical body behind. They've transitioned from the physical into the non-physical. But then us as humans expect to have physical evidence from them that they're still around, which is a problem, no? It's not impossible. We all know that we have received many signs and many things from the spirit world, but your loved ones in the spirit world are no longer encased in a physical body. So they're not going to be able to touch your hand in the same way that they could touch your hand in the physical. And they're not going to be able to talk to you in the same way that they were able to in the physical because they no longer have a voice box. They are an energy. And when you look at how spirit is portrayed in the media and you look at how in all the films and everything like that, look at Sixth Sense, look at Ghost Whisperer, look at Medium. All those programs and things that I loved growing up, they're having a conversation with spirit, aren't they? They're talking, spirit are answering. This is amazing, they can hear them. But actually that's pretty rare. Uh, You do get moments of clairaudience, but people who've had true clairaudience, like a separate voice out of their body, few and far between. So what you're getting from spirit is them communicating with you through energy. And energy is subtle. We feel energy all the time. 
every day, all those moments, we're experiencing, processing, understanding energy all the time. So I'm going to put a little pin in that bit for a moment. And now let's talk about spirit guides. Now I've got a whole episode dedicated to spirit guides, but suffice to say, we all have a team of people in the spirit world who are helping us, who are guiding us, who are teaching us, who are supporting us. You do too. Whether you can feel them or not, they are there. And the other thing we also need to remember in this mix of spirit that we're working with is that you are spirit. I am spirit. So it's very easy, I think, to think about spirit as separate to us as humans. But you have to remember that the humans are also spirit. We are also spirit having a human experience. Everybody, even the assholes, is who knew it. So when we are wanting to experience spirit and we're wanting to have a big feeling from spirit and a big knowing from spirit and a big understanding from spirit, do you feel your own spirit? Do you connect into that? Because that's the most compatible frequency to be able to communicate with the spirit world. So many of us start this journey thinking that it's going to be a journey out. I know I've said this before, but you do. We all think it's going to be a journey out of connection. And it always is a journey in, into the self, into the soul. Um, Working through those layers of human doubt, damage, confidence, all of those things to be able to get to a place of strengthly, strengthly, there's a word for you, strong connection with the self, which is how you communicate with spirit. So the number one way that spirit communicate with you is through how you feel. The problem being, as human beings, we have been completely conditioned to not listen to how we feel. And this is the problem. Spirit aren't about the intellect. They're not talking to you in the same way that you, I am speaking to you right now. They work through energy. And the best place to process that energy is in the gut, is in the instinct. This feels right for me. This doesn't feel right for me. What do I feel like I need? The majority of times when I pull cards for myself, I'll pull a card for myself and it will say exactly what I know which was, is normally take a break, which I don't like receiving, but that is normally what it says. Have a rest, sit back, relax, allow, surrender. And I know that because I can feel that from my gut. It's just sometimes I like something tangible uh, to tell me that that's okay to do. I think part of the problem uh, for spirit and for us trying to receive those messages is we are so conditioned to work everything out like a maths equation. If I do this, it will make this and then it will make me this. And I want to get here, so I'm going to work backwards. If I want to get here, then I need to do this and this and this. And actually, when you're working with energy and the power of the universe and the power of the spirit world, it's a much easier, smoother path, but it doesn't always make sense. So they're always there and they're always communicating. So first place is always how you feel. And that's the stumbling block for 80% of people. Because what we want to do is hear them. 
And so we're not listening to how we feel because we want something stronger. We want to know that it's spirit, but that could be me. I don't know if I trust that. And we tune that out. But without that, you won't get to the stage of communication that you want to get to because you're missing the first stage, the first building block in that connection. So if you're just starting to communicate or open up to the spirit world and want to know that they're there, your work starts with listening to how you feel and trusting your gut. Then when you start to hear spirit and you start to hear words, it won't be in any other voice other than your own. And sometimes it will be pictures and sometimes it will be emotions and sometimes it will be uh, things pinging up in your experience to, to teach you stuff. But it won't be the spirit world saying, hello, Hannah, it's me, your spirit guide. Watch out for the person with the red tie. It will be, I don't feel like I want to go to that party. I don't feel like I want to be there. And of course, it's my choice whether I do that or not. So it's not as tangible as, God, I wish it was. I wish it was. And so somebody put their hand up at uh, the demonstration quite rightly and said, why can't you give me names? And I would love to be able to just go this name, this name, this name, this name. But I have to say, the majority of mediums that I see giving names, the names are so bloody ambiguous. Like if I said to you, I've got a debt, like there's a connection with the name Dave. For the majority of the people in the UK, we all know a Dave. There's a Dave in our family or a Dave at work. And the mediums are going, yes, yes, mm -hmm, yes, I knew there was a Dave around you. That's not really evidential to me. Names, people get caught up in names. But unless you can say, I've got your nan here and your nan's name was Patricia. You're, or there's a very close link she's giving me this name and that's somebody that's in spirit with her or somebody in your close family that's having a difficult experience, which does happen. I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but our need for it all to be so tangible and box ticky can sometimes be a problem and certainly can be a problem for you if you're developing because it doesn't work like that. So imagine you're in the spirit world right now and you've got a medium there and you know, because I always say this at every demonstration that I do, I do, you've got a sitter, you know that they've got a list because everybody has a list. We all have that list, don't we, of things that we expect our loved one to say. You know, if it's my grandfather, he'll mention the ruby ring. If it's my grandmother, she'll mention her shortbread biscuits. And of course, the spirit world know that. They know your list. They know what you're, you're hoping for. And then you've got a medium. And we've talked about valves. I'm not going to go into massive details about that. But mediums, we are only able to receive what we are able to receive in the moment. So we turn to the spirit world. Wouldn't it be lovely if it, they, she could come in? If it was my nan, she'd say, hello, it's Nana. Patricia, I lived at number nine. My birthday was in March. I died at this age. I did this. I did that. Um, but I've never met a medium yet who can actually do that. And I don't think that it's possible. I think there's moments of real beauty and clarity. Yes. And the evidence should be good. Yes. But the problem is we all have this expectation. And then that expectation becomes your own expectation when you start developing.
Now let's think about why spirits come in. Why do spirits come in? Why do they want to communicate? What are they doing? And it's to show you they're with you, is it not? It's to show you that they love you, that life continues, that our physical death is not the end. But mainly, I find, they're coming in to say, it's okay. Thank you for what you did for me. I'm okay. I love you. And that's a completely different thing to my name is blah, blah, blah. So if you're a spirit and you're there and you know that the sitter, the person, your loved one really would like your name and you've got a medium there and you haven't got a voice box, how do you tell them your name? It's interesting, isn't it? How, how is that actually possible? And I mean, I've had a few great ways of them doing it. So one of the funniest ones, I think, for me is, I don't know if you've seen 21 Jump Street with Channing Tatum in, but there's a stupid scene in it where he's pretending to be somebody else and he says, my name's Jeff. I can't, you'll look it up and it won't sound like that at all, but in my head, that's how it sounds. And I had a gentleman come through who showed me it like a gif. Um, And it was, my name's Jeff. And funnily enough, that was multi-evidential because his name was Jeff, but also he was a computer programmer. So it was funny that it came through as a GIF. So I'm not saying it's impossible, but what I'm saying is if that's the only thing you're willing to receive or the only way you're willing to receive it, it can be very, very difficult to receive that. So we're working on being as open as we possibly can all the time. So you want to start, like I said, by connecting to your instinct, trusting your instincts. What do I feel like I need today? What do I feel inspired to do? What do I feel isn't working for me? Where do I feel like spending my time? And then, of course, you start opening up to try and communicate. Is there anybody there? And they'll say, yes, we are. And you'll go, well, of course, you're going to say that. I heard that in my own voice, in my own head. That's rubbish, but that's how it works. Um, So, of course, they're going to answer you like that. But you could just start building that. And don't build it in a pressurised way. It makes me laugh when I look back. I used to expect spirit to come in and speak in some weird voice with weird language. But they're not actually using language. Language is a human construct. So they're coming in with me and talking to me in my language. I'm filtering it through my filter of my language and my understanding. So. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
it's my interpretation of the energy I'm getting, if that makes sense. I hope it does. I've just realised I've said if that makes sense again, and I was trying to give up saying that because I say it so much, but it's very hard when you're just talking to a computer screen by yourself and you've got no idea. So that's where that's at. Now let's talk about different frequencies of energy because this is interesting to me too. Um, one of the things that I find people don't really understand is that there are different ways of communicating with energy. So when I'm teaching and different teachers, different mediums use it different ways, so I can only talk about me, but psychic is energy to energy reading. So that is me reading your energy. That is you reading my energy. That is me reading the energy of a plant, a room, a space. That's auragraphs. That's um, energy work. That's, you know, and we do that all the time, psychic. You go into a room, you can tell if somebody's had an argument. You see your best friend, you know she's having a bad day, regardless of the smile she paints on her face. That's all that instinctive psychic work. And I think we work psychically an awful lot. Now, when you look at somebody's energy, when you learn to sort of feel into somebody, which is most of you will be able to do pretty much instantly, but you just won't be able to believe that you can. You'll be able to feel things in their energy, um, things coming in, things leaving, stuff like that. But I just want to say at this point, generally speaking, the future is not written in stone. So you can feel things coming in in somebody's energy, but it's up to them whether they accept it or not. The number of people I've done readings for where they've had this beautiful sparkle of power and potential and you've given them, you can see them light up and that energy comes closer and closer and closer during the reading because you're really helping them to tap into it. And then they go out into the real world and they forget everything you've said and they have a crappy day and someone's rude to them and they stub their toe and then they've got a flat tire and that energy won't be forced into them. It's us all the time and our valves and our acceptance of energy and good and bad. So the future is not set in stone. You open up to experiences and energy through how you're feeling. So psychic readings give you a snapshot of what's available to you, but it's up to you what you do with that. But to me, psychic doesn't involve spirit in the same way. So of course, I've got my spirit and you've got your spirit inside of you, but it's not communicating um, with spirit in the same way that when you do mediumship, it is. To me, that is different. So when you're doing mediumship, there's two different frequencies in there, if we're going to keep it really simple. Uh, there's communicating with loved ones in spirit to get evidential connections and information and messages. And then there is spirit guides, which should, should still be evidential. But I find spirit guides is an easier energy for most people to work with, an easier frequency. And I think that's because we have our spirit guides with us all the time. We're kind of used to communicating with them on some level, even if we're not consciously aware of it. Whereas when you're working with somebody's loved one in spirit, it's your first time communicating with that particular spirit and you're learning to blend. So there's psychic and there's mediumistic. And what can happen if you've got a medium that doesn't understand the difference, is you can end up with somebody giving a passable 
mediumship reading, but they're only working psychically. So say, for example, if I'm going to go see a demonstrating medium in the car on the way there, I will be thinking about who could possibly come through for me. And I will be thinking, I wonder if my nan might come or I wonder if my grandfather might come or, or I really want to hear from this person or I really want to hear from that one. Come on, I really want to hear from you. Please, will you come through for me? And if you're energy reading, of course, I've built an energy in my energy field, thinking about that loved one, thinking about that person I want to hear from. And you can work psychically and talk to me about that person, but it doesn't mean that you're communicating with that spirit. It just means you're connecting with my idea of that spirit, if that makes sense. And this is where it gets really interesting because one of my favorite things when I'm demonstrating mediumship is when you get evidence for people that they sometimes say no to during the session and then come up to you at the end and realize what it is. And you sometimes get people where they are just, I've forgotten that, I'd forgotten that. I was thinking about this, this and this and this that my grandfather might say, but I'd forgotten that memory. Because then you're pretty sure that they haven't pulled, you haven't pulled it psychically out of them. It's the spirit world reminding them of their time together. And isn't that lovely to remember something that you'd forgotten rather than just what you're expecting to hear? To say, oh God, yeah, I do remember then that happened. Or I do remember this aspect of you. Or I do remember you liking that. Kind of brings them back to life in a different way, I think. So you have to always be questioning where you're at as a developing medium and both are very valuable psychic work is brilliant it's so important for healing it's so important for opening people up to their energy their potential for knowing where their blockages and barriers are and um, but you have to you should know where you're at you should know where you're working and most of the time to be honest i know i'm doing that because i can feel the difference however that took me a long time to get there. So before I could feel the difference, before I had any different experience from it, I would just ask, ask. I'd send that thought out, where am I working right now? And you'd hear it in your head, psychic. And you can, any medium you go watch, you can say, where are they working right now? And you'll hear it in your head, psychic, mediumship. And you can have that experience because some mediums don't understand the difference and don't control where they're working. And yes, you know, splitting hairs, is it really that important? Well, I would say it is. Because I think if you've booked a reading with me and you want to hear from your mum, then you should know that I'm communicating with your mum. If you've booked a reading with me and you want my advice, that's different. Does that make sense? I hope it makes sense. So damn it, I've said it again. <laughs> but you, yeah, you get it. Yeah. So I do think it's important. But I also think it's important because when you know when you're working and you set your mind's intention to whichever frequency you want to work in and you understand how it feels and how it works, you get a stronger flow. Whereas if you're working in all of them or you're not really being specific, it becomes slightly more muddled. So just to expand on that further, Let's talk about the clairs, all the different ways that you can receive energy and interpret and understand energy. If we're talking about clairaudience, so hearing the spirit world, the majority of people that I have ever worked with do not 
hear a separate voice. It's hearing the voice of spirit in their own mind. And the same goes for um, smelling spirit. Now, this is an interesting one. So here's the perfect example for you. I gave it to my students on Friday. Imagine the smell of gingerbread. And hopefully all of you know what gingerbread smells like. If not, imagine the smell of a rose. You can smell it in your mind's eye. You can remember what it smells like, yes? Well, that's how it works with the spirit world. You don't actually smell a rose. You don't actually smell gingerbread. It's just those synapses firing in your mind that remind you of that scent. And that's how you receive energy. Now, ghosts. Let's talk about ghosts for a moment because that's something else that you need to understand as uh, in the basics. To me, the difference between a ghost and a spirit is simple. A spirit is a consciousness, it's communicative, it's filled with love and light and knowledge and wisdom and guidance. A ghost is like an echo of somebody that walked here on the earth. It's why you often see them or hear them doing the same pattern, the same, you know, the grey lady that walks up and down the stairs in the castle again and again and again. And the funny thing about those is because it's an energy, an echo that's been left, the more we interact with it and look for it, the more energy we give it, the longer we keep it going. But it's not actually a <clears throat> sentient being. It's just an echo, a memory, an energy. Okay. What else do I want to say to you at the very beginning? Oh, here's, here's one of the things that's really important to understand. Spirit will never, ever, ever override your free will and choice, ever. So you are always the one in control. So many people say to me, I'm scared to turn on my connection. I'm scared to start working with spirit because I don't want to be haunted at night. I don't want spirit to come and see me when I don't want them to. You know, how do you turn it off? How do you turn it off? But what I always say to them is, I don't really think it's a case of turning it on or turning it off because spirit are around us always. So yeah, I turn it on to work in that sense that if I'm going to communicate, I power up and I bring it in. But I don't feel them with me all the time. I don't feel them right now, even though they're inspiring me and I know my guides have an input in this podcast and the things that they want to share. It's not this, It's not like you think it's going to be. I'm not physically or mentally aware of it. And I never, ever get woken up at night, ever. Um, because I'm... I like my sleep and they know I like my sleep and so they they wouldn't do that. They know that I, I'm not up for that and my deal with the spirit world is pretty simple. It's if you need me, let me know and I will be of service but unless you, unless it's an emergency situation where I can be of service, office hours please. <laughs> And that sounds silly, but that's how I want it to be. I have my boundaries. I have my time off. I have periods of time. You know, I've just been on holiday. I wasn't communicating with spirit. I was in my uh, self state here, communicating with my family, being with them. It is something that you can have control of. And I think the problem is if you wake up in the night, because spirit it's easier to feel spirit when you're asleep because your logical brain's out of the way. That bit going, did you feel it? Have you got it? What's going on? Is out of the way. 
And so when you um, wake up in the night, it's like your defences are down, if that makes sense. Not that you need defending from spirit, but... And so you go, oh my God, there's somebody in the room with me. But they're in the room with you always. They're always there. So I don't wake up freaked out. I've never had a small child stood at the end of my bed um, with hollow eyes spooking me or anything like that um, because they can communicate with me during the day if they need me to. But generally speaking, I have to say in honesty, they don't. I don't get ad hoc visits um, because it's all free will and choice, isn't it? it you don't need... If someone's not booked a reading for me, it's very, very rare indeed that the spirit world will make themselves known because that person hasn't chosen to communicate with them. <sighs> so that's really important to understand. Boundaries and barriers. And you might wake up in the night and you might feel spirit with you, but you just roll over and go back to sleep. Thanks very much. Bye. See you in the morning. That's all I do. Just like sometimes when I know that I've got a spirit link reading coming, I can feel the person's loved one with me. But it, I don't communicate with them until it's time. I just acknowledge, hello, I can feel you there, but you've got to wait. It's only 8am. They haven't booked till 11. I'll see you later. Same difference. So it doesn't impact my human life at all. It's made my human life better because I know they're there and I know I'm supported and I know that they love me and I know I'm safe. But they haven't ever overridden my free will, ever. Right, and the other thing I just want to touch on once more, because I mentioned it the other day, but it's really, really important, is meditation is great, but it's not the be-all and end-all. If you want to communicate with spirit, your work is about getting your energy as clear as possible, getting your energy as secure and safe and nurtured as possible is probably the best words I can use. So don't force yourself all of a sudden into meditation and think that it's going to work for you. I mean, ultimately, it really does help, but it's not the be all and end all. But also don't think because you meditated for 10 days that you should be expecting Archangel Gabriel to pop up at the end of your bed with a really powerful divine message. Because it's not always all about the epic stuff. If you think about the spirit world being with you and your spirit guides being with you and wanting to help you and wanting you to have a nice life and have a, a good life, for, for us, a nice good life is being feeling good about ourselves, having the confidence to speak when we need to and the knowledge to not speak when it's not time, to um, feeling happy and safe and secure, being brave enough to try new things because we know that we are secure and what's the worst that can happen rather than um, we need you to go over there and solve a mystery. You know, we're not hobbits going on a magical quest, although it is pretty magical when you think about it. We're just living a life. And so when you're working with spirit, the majority of the messages are about living your life, having a good life, being happy, being secure, and finding ways to get the things that you want. So there we are. I hope that helps. Um, I think I've covered most of the questions that people asked the other night because I just found it so fascinating. It's such a great group of people to talk to. And as always, uh, if that's opened some questions for you 
or you'd like clarity on something because the problem is I open up, I start talking and I don't remember what I've said half the time. And sometimes I listen back and think, oh, I didn't even finish that point. So do email me uh, podcast at hannahmedium.co.uk and I will do my best to answer you. Have a lovely day. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, I'm here just to ask you to click that follow button, to share the podcast on your social media and leave a review. These things help me so much with reaching more people, getting better guests, getting more information out there. So anything you can do to help would be gratefully received. And I will catch up with you again soon. Thanks for listening.